Hi, everyone. I'm Josh. And I'm Jim. And this is The Dapper Meeple. This show is about our love of gaming, the games we play, and the gaming community around this passion. So pull up a chair, put on your Dapper Meeple hat, and join us at the table. Hey kids, remember, this is an adult podcast and may contain adult language. Also, Dapper Meeple hat, not required. Hey all, we're coming to you today with an OG geek. He has been a force for good in the local gaming environment for over a decade. He began his road into geekdom with a love of comics, but branched out into games, movies, and just spreading what he knows in one of our friendly local game stores, as well as on his YouTube channel and with a couple of podcasts. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with the frosty bearded blurticorn himself, Montel Thompson, also known as Navy Montel. Stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay sexy. All right, guys, here we go. Back again for another episode. We have another guest with us, uh, being in the Tidewater, Norfolk, Virginia Beach area. When it comes to your friendly local game store, this person has been kind of a fixture in it since I got here as long as I can remember. I, it's been a while. Um, I know that when I go to my favorite store, like, you know, half the time he's already there. We were talking, uh, geez, cup six, seven months ago mm-hmm. and found out that you were running a podcast of your own. And we definitely started with this. Hey, we need to sit down and talk and do a thing. So that's what started it. And if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you realize that our planning process takes time, mostly because of the ADHD. Um, but we finally got it done. And here with <laughs> us today is Montel. How you doing? Good to see you guys. Um, so I guess where we normally start with our guests is we talk about where you came from and how you got into this. Um, the nerd sphere is huge mm. and there are many roads. So uh, which one brought you here? Wow. Side streets for me was um, I was raised as a comic nerd. OK, so mm. I got into comics when I was nine. Uh, my uncle, he, he started the whole cannonball rolling. Um, he always made a deal with me that if I got good grades, he'd take me to the local comic store. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would go, and you just see, I just, even now I can still squeal like that. I walk in the door, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the proprietor behind the counter, oh, oh it's you again. <laughs> How you doing, squealer? So, and then just carried from there. Um, got into gaming, mostly D&D when I was in high school. Okay. Yep. Uh, that was interesting. So, like, are we talking AD&D? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what they were like. This is this. What's this? It's uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. You want to make a character? Sure. What do you, what do you want to make? A hero? <laughs> we got you. Don't worry about it. We got you. <laughs> right? You know, and it just, my whole journey just opened up from there, especially when I came into the Navy and going to different places and being exposed to different things. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like each section was at a different facet of my life. Comics were my biggest creative source okay, yeah, to be yeah. who I am. So, And then when I got into gaming later, that's when I realized, oh, I could be even more. So I was doing that, and then here I am, 53 years old, still broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I joke about it. Don't get me wrong. I, do, I joke and kid about it all the time. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be there because there aren't many, many women my age who are gamers and will admit to it. You know, they want you to be, you have to be a responsible adult. I can be responsible and still roll this net 20. How about that? Yeah, and I think that's something that in this younger generation that's even 
past mine. Um, I think that's coming around more, mm-hmm. you know, you talk, you talk D and D, um, we've said it for a while here. I think critical role, may be the single biggest thing that has influenced yeah. where yeah. everybody looks at it now. It's like, Oh, these are normal people. Cause there was that, the stigma from our generation. Oh gosh. Right. See somebody else that remembers the satanic oh, panic. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, if you play that game, you are a devil worshiper. Wait, what? I come to church with you, Chad. Yeah. How, how am I worshiping? <laughs> You're an idiot, okay? Your, your mom didn't give you love when you were young, did she? It was it was such a big deal then, though. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, serious. And now, like, we laugh about it now. And, I mean, there's been people we've talked to, and they're like, what happened? Like, they don't believe it. They're like, no. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. You it, know? It got so bad. There was a... I don't know if you guys remember. I was younger. Um I was I was a PK. If you don't know what that is, I was a preacher's kid. Right. Yep. So I had friends. One of my best friends. I would go over to his house, and his dad was quit was big on getting religious comic books. So he would always get these from Chick Publications. Used to come up with these track books, but they also came up with larger yeah. comics. Okay. That's yeah, where yeah. I, that's where the track comes from that I had. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Keep going. So see, he understands. <laughs> so they had these series of comics that would come out, and they were talking about. They would try to put history and religion and everything else. And of course, they had one that was um, that talked about D and D, and it was called uh, I believe it was Possessed. And they made it look so dark and so cruel. And right. I was like, "What is this, y'all? Did y'all not get love as a kid? I'm reading this thing, and they're just getting deep into it." I was like, "That's not how it is." So I used to have a copy of the track they came out with. That was talking about D and D. That had, um, shoot the the girl in it. Like so, something happened. Her character died or something like that. And then they were like, "Oh no! Now you got to do this ritual or something <laughs> yes! like that." Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was like this whole like, <laughs> I, it could it wasn't that big, but it was one. It was a little booklet. Yeah, they were like, all, yeah they were about yeah, six about, long yeah, and about note card size. Wide. Yep. yep. And they were simple. You had a black border with the name and you had the picture of a graphic on the inside and they made them so dark. Yeah. yeah someone yeah. trying to bring you to the Lord. They made them dark. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to, that. I can't believe I lost it, but I, I don't remember where I picked it up from. So I, I come from a I went to private school, Christian school all the way mm-hmm. through through 12th grade. <laughs> I actually went to um, kind of a Bible college. I have a bachelor's degree in Christian studies. Okay. So um, we we were exposed to all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and I, I think it might have been one of my professors that I got that from. It was right when I was like getting into gaming and he was like, you got to see this. It wasn't like a you need to read this so you don't go to hell. It was more a look at this really funny thing that I found. Um, but I ended <laughs> up I ended up losing it. And one of my many moves up to this point. But yeah, I still remember that thing. And I was like, you got to be kidding oh me. Oh, my God. Gosh, that, that's ugh. As soon as you brought that up, only thing I could think of was, why did I have this flashback? <laughs> hey, why? I'm glad I could help. No, 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 no. I went to a Christian camp. I was the only black kid there. Do you know how hilarious that was? I can imagine. Someone actually walked up to me and rubbed my skin to see if my color was real. Like if you were just dirty or yeah. something. Oh, it was just like uh, I, I was like, yeah, hi. Damn and white. they ran away from me. It's like it's real. It's real. <laughs> Damn white people. Like, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of stuff that I'm just like, you know, y'all, y'all make the rest of us look bad, oh, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I went home and said, Mama, someone rubbed my skin and it was real. She laughed so hard. 
She said, well, baby, it's real. I gave it to you. Uh, right? Like, our parents were pretty religious. Uh, mm-hmm. We were independent Baptists. Yeah, I, w- I was broke Baptist, so, you know, I had okay. that. I was deep in that. My, on my mom's side, my, my dad was like, live life, willy-nilly. Woo! I said, that's why I love you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got into more, like, the D&D side. When I, was, when I joined the Navy, just, you know, the people I was hanging out with, they were like, hey, we're playing D&D. And I came in under AD&D for about a year before 3rd Edition came out. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I joined in 98. So it was like right before 2000 uh, is when I kind of got into it. And, yeah, wow, mine's that's... all been the RP side, like the RPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Josh did board games in college. And then as we got older, we were able to kind of hang out again. Um, we've kind of both been able to mix this back together and play and a little bit of everything. Thing. It's yeah. always about community and family with that, with, with gaming, no matter what it is. And like you said, I've been in Atlantis for, what, 14 years? I know at least that. Cause, this, this December will make 14 years. Because I've been in Tidewater for 12. So, <laughs> And every time he comes in, oh, there he is. They won't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Atlantis has been my go-to store. Like when I, when I first started getting back into gaming, because I know... Um, I missed fourth edition completely mm. for D and D, and I started getting back into it. And then fifth dropped, and I was like, "Oh, this is a whole lot easier to understand. This makes more sense." Um, and the girl I was with at the time, I was like, "I think I want to get back in and play." So I have started having. Uh, matter of fact, I brought a huge three 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 point five collection because they were like, "Hey, we can do store trade or like store credit and trade them in." And I was like, "That sounds like a great start." And I mean, it must have been. It was a box. I mean, <laughs> 3.5 is still the most popular format out of all of them because that's how a lot of people got into it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, anyone who has 3.5, definitely. I have the rich I still have the original Dungeon Master's Guide from actually 1.0. Ooh. Ooh. I have it on my shelf at home. I came across it somehow. I was like, oh, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend, but I got you. (laughs) (laughs) So my gaming journey was. It just I jumped off on different things at different times. Like I got into trading card gaming when I went to uh, 2004. Yeah, 2004. We went to the Gulf, went to a mall in Dubai and bought my first Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Okay, cards were fake. I didn't care. I didn't know what this was. I was going to say. Were they real Yu-Gi-Oh? They weren't real. They were they were <laughs> sus. I'm paying a dollar for a, a deck for a deck and fifty cents for a pack. And me and my buddy were like, we're gonna learn this. And we went back to the ship. We didn't know what we were doing. We were still had a blast though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just went from there. And then once I got to Atlantis in 08, everything just super accelerated. I was gonna say, like, you've been there fourteen years. Like, I mean, at this point you've kind of got the ins and outs of the store down, right? Like <laughs> I, I know a few things. I was going to say. <laughs> I know a few things. I got a few tricks up my sleeve. I know a few things. Um, but it's been a blessing being there, though. I've enjoyed so many people meeting you guys and, and everyone else along the way. It's been a major blessing. Actually helping people and introducing them into the gaming world has been a joy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, um, I'm sure you know Preston, too. He yeah. Was... Toki's my tag partner. That, that man and I. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. <laughs> he's been here. Um, he's been on the show for us and came and talked uh, Wargaming and, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of Warhammer, a little bit of like some of the other stuff that's out there. Um, but that was one of his big things, too. He's like, you know what I really love about my job is people come and ask me 
how do I do this? Yeah. You know, and he gets a chance to kind of step in there and be like, oh, here we go. Because I think we, like I said, we all approach this from different walks of life and, you know, we have different avenues that we show up. But to have people now that are just willing to openly sit down and talk with you about it, mm -hmm. it's yeah. like crazy. Like I, I joke all the time, like I'm pretty open about, you know, the podcast and what we do and stuff. And I've got people that I run games for at work. Right. And they'll come talk to me about it, you know, and stuff. And they'll be like, that was a really good game we played Saturday. And I love this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the game talk that happens like, oh, when your character did this thing, that was awesome. <laughs> right. And there'll be other people listening. And then, like, it never fails. Like, later on that week, I have somebody come over and be like, hey, man, I heard you know how to play the D&Ds. What's up? The D&D. <laughs> like, it's a secret code. Still, I was like, hey, you don't have to. We're, like, we're past that. You're like, you're, uh, you're like paladins. I heard you. And it's like a secret phrase. I like paladins. Roll 20. Come on. You can play. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've had a couple of them. I was like, all right, I'll start another game once I'm done with this one. But yeah, I mean, it's still to have people, um, and, and like we talked about too, like that, that stigma is kind of going away. Mm -hmm. Like there's more and more people that are like, you know. It's becoming more organic as far as people getting into it. Because before it turned into, it was, it was a status. Yeah. Because yeah. popular people were getting into comics and anime and gaming. And they're thinking, well, if they like it, then I'll like it because they like it. Why are you being a lemming? Yeah. Figure it out on your own because you may not like it and then you're going to have a bad impression of it. And every time someone brings it up, you're going to talk down about it. Yeah. Yeah. We that, all that doesn't dealt help with us. that before. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we, we looked at even like Marvel and stuff. I mean, mm. being, especially coming from like coming in as a comic book nerd to begin with, like, <laughs> how do you deal with that? Oh my gosh. The funniest things I, I get a kick out of are people who come in with the cinematic universe knowledge. Yeah. And then they come and talk to me about something, and I look at them and go, "That that that's not how that works. That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works." Okay, I want you to do, and I will sit down. I will talk to them. I'll pull trade paperbacks off the shelf or graphic novels and say, "This is what really happened." But because you guys have ADHD, they truncated it because <laughs> y'all aren't gonna sit in your chairs for very long to read. <laughs> They know they only got two hours to get to this story. Thank you. <laughs> this story took us like six months, all right? Like we got the, two and a half hours. Shut up. The death of Superman was a series. Yes. You know, there yes. was no quick stuff. Like, even the Infinity Gauntlet saga was how many different books? That was at least six different books. The final was a was a 12-issue run, and it was it's still a lot of stuff that was in the even Oh, yeah. They, they just, okay. You're literally playing chess with a story that's as old as time. Yeah, 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 but yeah. You want to introduce it to a new audience, but you're not creating monsters. Yeah, I've seen all the movies. I know what's going to happen. You don't know, Jack. <laughs> shut up, eat your granola, okay? Just shut up. So, but that, that's always fun. I did comics, but I kind of was on my own doing comics. So, like, I ended up with some weird ones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like my too. favorite comic that I think it got discontinued, and I want to say it was. Dark Horse was mm -hmm. Wetworks. Yeah. Oh my God. So yes, that was Image. Yeah. Was it okay? It was image. Oh my gosh. They were like a special forces team in this lab, like <laughs> blowing it up, and they got covered in this golden symbionite thing, and so now they're superheroes. But That's the craziest things, Image was just throwing them out there, boy. Right. They, they worked. It was like it was like Netflix five years ago. Let's throw it to the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Here's a movie called Mashed Potatoes. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> so what's your stick now? Like, do you have something? Are you still D&D? &D? 
Are you is that is that still home? D and D is basically if if I look at it from the perspective of turning it into a city, right? D and D is the capital. Okay. Uh, comics is the the most prominent neighborhood. You know, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have their own places, and then we go into card gaming and board gaming, um, and then. I would say conventions. Okay. Definitely go into that because conventions, oh, 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 whoever created conventions, I would kiss you, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> conventions are everything. And then it just took off from there and just meeting different people. Yeah. And they're saying something and it's introducing me. This like, I know people like, you know, like yourself to play Warhammer. I may never play, but it is fascinating to watch. <laughs> I'm a hero clicks guy to my core. Gotcha. Okay. So, I fell down that rabbit hole for a while. <laughs> <laughs> See, funny story. I haven't actually played Warhammer yet. Um, I just painted a lot of them. Oh, so half the addiction? Okay, you'll yeah, be yeah, here yeah. soon. Yeah, right? You had Tokyo here. You'll be here soon enough. I was. Um, I started doing the kill team, which is like the small tactical. Yeah. And I think that kind of, I like the cool, like it's cool to see all this big army. But from what I've done, you know, I can be like, I can do the math in my head. And I'm like, wow, that's four years of my life to paint all that. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make that. <laughs> Only four years. That's a bargain, <laughs> right? I need a. I need ten figures that I'm gonna paint to go play with. Oh gosh. So we'll see how it goes after after this. Well, let me know how it goes because I've had people try to get me to play. Like, <laughs> mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> we actually went. We went over to Preston's and he did me and Marie and did a learn to play session with it. So we've done that a couple times, but you can see that we still have. Yes. There's. Yeah, I see your Space Marines over there. Plenty of unpainted. Well, I got those are my orcs because I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I'm either I'm going orc or uh, sisters of battle. That seem to be the two that I like. Jeez. And the girlfriend likes the she's yeah hers are the plague marines in the back because she likes like Halloween and you got a good one, sir. Yeah, zombies and anything that's dripping stuff is apparently that's right down her <laughs> eye. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that or I think she just likes the Eldari because they're just horribly evil. So that's that, her. Ne- that, that's her next army. That, oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> I, I, I can't even with that. Mm-mm. We've just done it right now, like for the painting and the lore. Like I love reading the books. Mm-hmm. Um, they started me in the Horse Heresy. Um, with that thing is so massive. There's oh my god, so much to that. It's something like uh, what is it? Something like sixty-eight books or something now, and, and counting. So. Yeah, yeah. Fun story. All of those. Are ten thousand years before the actual game starts, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. But I love the fact that there are no good guys, so you don't ever have to feel bad about picking a faction, really. <laughs> so you got Warhammer forty k and started at Warhammer four, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, uh, uh, but that's can that yeah, that's been our our draw here for a little while. Um, and when I have time, we'll get them all painted. But you know, eventually, eventually, <laughs> until then, I take one win at a time. Hey, that's fair. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. We got together and we were BSing. I was like, hey, by the way, we're doing this podcast. And you were like, oh, yeah, I do one of those, too. And I was like, oh, I should figure that out. <laughs> um, so not that obvious. Yeah. So what what made you decide to go from the leap from fan, super fan, podcaster? Believe it or not, I have, I'm a YouTuber first. Okay. I've had a YouTube channel since. Wow. 2013. Okay. And my very first video was me walking through the store, introducing myself. Hi, my name is Montel, and I look at it now, and I cringe. I'm like, 
<laughs> you know how to talk. Why are you talking like a high schooler? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I would smack you now if I could. <laughs> and cell phones are like, hey, how you doing? And I, I, want, I started the YouTube channel the same reason why I started the podcast. Because we have nerds all over the world. Yeah. But I don't feel like blurs as i like to be a part of you know blurred you know black nerds get the shine that they deserve and aren't not much of a voice out here in this massive wilderness of geekdom yes and a lot of people don't realize that if you can get what it means to be a nerd and a geek from a black person's perspective or a person of color that's a whole nother story mm-hmm. because the upbringing is not the same no no i, I was raised you know i was raised in the city my mom Hey, raising me and my sisters by herself. So comics was my refuge. Right. And being good in school and being able to learn enjoy reading and everything else, that was everything for me. So when I got older and realized, oh my gosh, I can be this, mind you, the word and the phrase didn't get wasn't invented until later. Mm-hmm. Uh scrubs, apparently. So, you know, and when that coin when that phrase got coined, I said the term got coined, I said, that's me. And I just wanted to put an older blurs perspective out there because let's face it you got a lot of young kids out there it's like dude welcome to tiktok right i'm on facebook ha ha let me tell you about shut up you know you're already making me sick just by your introduction <laughs> and i usually don't see anything from a nurse perspective anyone over 30 yeah or over 40 i was gonna say i feel like i'm pushing the very top end of what we see a lot of mm-hmm you know, and um, it's needed. Yeah, it's needed because you have young people that say, well, I'm into this. I'm into this. Well, let's hear from those who've been in it longer and have a more have more in-depth stories to tell. Yeah. With a little more history. And I decided that, you know, my partner, Miss Angie, we were talking. We've been friends for a while and she came with the idea of doing a podcast. I said, oh, yeah, I'm down for it. Let's go. Right. Because I wanted someone to be a partner. And we started Blur to Corn Speaks and we're across all platforms. And it's and it's been really fun. Yes. I really enjoyed it. We've had guests on. We're going to get more guests on. We just started season five. Um, that was a blessing in itself. Mm-hmm. So then you shift over to now being a YouTuber. Now I'm a podcaster. This is scary. <laughs> and now I'm on Instagram. And, and I know the podcast world can't see this, but I've got my logo. I have a show that I have on my Instagram called Blurticorn Combos. Yes. I've seen that. Yes. I, I It's one of my passions. It's one of my babies. To be able to talk to other content creators from all walks of life about everything that they do. If you're a gamer, you're a cosplayer, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're a writer, and be able to talk and be able to get that perspective because there are people out there, as I say, there are blurs in the dark who need to come to the light. Yeah. And they're not yeah. sure if because of this that they're able to enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons and being socially accepted. And I was like, I wasn't. I'm doing it. Sometimes you just don't worry about what other people say. Here's an example. Here's a cosplayer. And that's been a blessing in itself because people have been coming out of their skin, coming out of their shadows, going to conventions, getting their first cosplay, playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's it's been it's been wonderful. Yeah. See, that's when when we first started uh, this, one of the things that we talked about is like, hey, we are two cis straight white guys. we are definitely not going to have all the answers. And we try to keep the show kind of fun anyway. Like, this is our opinion. We're very clear that this is our opinion. And if we're wrong or if we're missing something, if there's a nuance that we don't understand Mm -hmm. because we've... We haven't experienced it. (laughs) Yeah, right? Right. Right. So, 
Yeah. Um, so I get that. Do you, I mean, I think in my head, I like to see, you know, the bend of time kind of go towards, you know, the positive. Um, but I even know, I mean, we, we still see stuff out there now where there are idiots out there. Yeah. That, you know, you get people that are gatekeeping stuff. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, like in 2022, like, I feel like the race side of it should be settled already. We're done with that. And it's not, I know, I know. I say it in my head. And so I'm y'all just can't like, see the look on my face that I had. <laughs> he saw it and he is like, mm, mm, mm. and it's fair. Like, that's exactly, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, wow. Like, just, what the hell's wrong with you people? Like, I've known you for what, 12 years? Yeah, at like, least. You, like, Montel has been, like, the staple of, like, my game store addiction, you know, for a long time. <laughs> he has happily been ringing up anything I wanted. I have been to blame for his addiction. Yes, it's been me. But it just never even crossed my mind, you know. And usually we don't because in our realms, we're gamers. Yeah. We're yeah. fully, we're a little yeah. more accepting. If someone wants to say, hey, I want to learn to play Dungeons and Dragons, it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you wear. As long as you come in with a genuine desire and you respect the people around you. Right. Yeah. And that's the key thing that I ran into as a young adult. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, heaven forbid, like, you you know, I'm sorry, when I hear someone say, sis, that makes me giggle. They're like, yeah, wow, we're just coming to all types of stuff. But I know what it means. And, you know, see, cis white males talking about Dungeons and Dragons and I jump into the conversation. I'll get that initial look and I, I'll say, what? Like I've never rolled a D20 initiative before. Like I've never had to, you know, roll to see if I was, which, how much damage I've done from my, my weapon. You know, can we do this? You know, it's battle hammer. It's silvered. You're a vampire. You're going to die. So we're going to continue this conversation. Uh, no, I was just going to say what your name was. No, you weren't. You know my name, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and it goes from there, but then it also means, unfortunately, because I am of color, I've been put more in a position to have to prove myself and prove my mm. knowledge. Just like, just like uh, female gamers. Yep. It's the same thing. I'm sorry if y'all have been predominant in this, but guess what? You're not by yourselves. Right. Yep. All like you know, Toki. Toki is Native American. Yes. That's my tag partner. When we worked in the store, <laughs> oh my gosh, the whole chemistry would change because he and I we had this we had this uh, um, this amazing. Uh, uh, connection and i miss him working there because they used to call us the old men because whenever he come in this whenever come to the store he's working together we would all start talking like this to all of our customers hey old man can you get me that give me a second to get my walker and it would go back and forth people just laugh and get a kick out of it but that was where it was important to create an air of comfort and welcoming to anyone who comes in, especially people coming in for the first time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and I will tell you that I know, um, and I've had people who have talked to me in my circle. Um, mm. You know, there are several local game stores that, and we have visited pretty much all of them. Um, Atlantis always is the one that people talk to me about. Like, yeah, I feel comfortable going in there. Like, there's a couple around here. Like, even like the girlfriend has told me she's like, if you weren't with me, would not be going in that store. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just because she doesn't feel comfortable. Like, if I was by myself, because she had one, she was picking up some paints. It was mm -hmm. over on Hampton side, so it's nowhere around here. Um, she was picking up paints for her Warhammer army. Right. And she was checking out, and the guy was like, oh, did he send you with a list? And Holy she, cow. And she, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. 
So that stuff still goes on. Yeah, unfortunately, you got idiots out here that don't quite understand that just because you may have some of, of your racial background may have created it doesn't mean you're the expert. Yeah, right. I mean, good grief. Some of the best DMs I've come across are people of color. Not saying that it don't, oh, but it's, it's. Yeah. See? Yeah. Dude, I I love watching B. Dave Walters mm-hmm. in van- when he does the vampire one they were running. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was so good. Like, there's just good storytellers come from anywhere. And having that, mm-hmm. like, like I said, our stories are going to be limited. You know, bring yeah. more people in to tell the other side of the story. Make it more diverse. Yeah. Give it a little bit more depth to it. You know, someone's going to come up. I bet you anything, someone will come into it with a background and a story that no one would have thought of. Yeah. You know yeah. that that aha moment that you had when someone says to me, go, oh, wow, I didn't think of that. I totally didn't think of that. I'm buying you a drink after we're done. I like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, y'all getting drunk in the bar. Yeah, and then the paladin just nipped the mountain. I didn't see it coming. I'm so upset that it's taken us this long to get one like gaming cafe in this area. (laughs) (laughs) Long term plans is we were putting together a game store, probably by the same name, the Dapper Meeple. But the next step Mm -hmm. is the gaming bar, the Drunken Meeple, and it's going to be fantastic. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Like, there's something that happens, and I think, especially if you're talking, like, tabletop RPGs and stuff, um, you guys are telling a story, and it's a shared story, where Mm -hmm. it may not be real, Mm -hmm. but, you know, neither was the shit Tolkien did. Thank you! You, None of this. This was, we're just telling a story with more than one author. Precisely. And you relive those stories with people. Like, I mean... When I sit down with friends of mine that I've been around the table with for years, like we have those stories like, ah, remember that last character you played and you did that thing and almost killed us all. That was great. You know, because they're still those there's still core memories mm-hmm. that you hold on to. Absolutely. So I, I hate I still hate that we still have to fight this. But, you know, I mean, I think Atlantis, if you're in the Hampton area and you are nervous and you're like, hey, I'd like to check this out. Atlantis is a fantastic first stop. For anybody that's interested in card games, Warhammer, board games, uh, you know, TTRPGs, you guys run events there. Yes. Which I think is huge for the local game store to do. Like, Indeed. Yeah. Building that community. We we, we still see people um, not realizing that we're there because they're so used to buying stuff online and playing at their kitchen table. Yeah. And while I support playing at the kitchen table. Yep. You got to get out of the house. Yes. You can be safe. You can get out of the house, put on a mask, grab your snacks, get a backpack. Come on. Don't be weird. If you're going to be weird, be nice. Yeah. Right? Because if you see me and you're being weird, I'm going to pile drive you. <laughs> well, we've, we've had this discussion. <laughs> because the nerd community, we all know, um, uh, has somewhat of a reputation dude. when it comes to being social. Oh, my gosh. It's, and I've seen it so over these years. God bless America. What in the Barnes and Noble is wrong with these people? I mean, last night. Classic example. Last night, I run the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys are familiar. I run the Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm the head of the Yu-Gi-Oh community at, at Atlantis on in the Norfolk side. Portsmouth, eh, they got their thing. Um, and last night, we actually we don't get many uh, female duelists, so we have one last night. We have one. We have a normal one, but she was out of the out of the country, so she came in, and I, I <laughs> oh I, maybe I make anyone feel welcome. How you doing? Welcome. All right, is your first time? Okay, so 
Make sure you sign on it. Make sure you pay. And if you need anything, let me know. No problem. After that, done. You are a dualist. I don't care your your racial makeup, your sexual makeup, any of that. You're a dualist. I'm going to treat you like everyone else. So if you get out of hand, you get as big of a pile driver as these other idiots out here. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> equal. So I have one dualist, and I will not name, I will not call him out because he and I had a conversation afterwards. Every time he was at the table near her, he would stare. He would stare. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking, I'm going, this is not cool. So after one round ended, I pulled him over and said, what are you doing? What? I said, you're not worried about your gaming. You're focused on her. Well, what are you talking about? I said, stare at her one more again. I'm going to take a D20. And I'm shoving it up your nose. <laughs> and I showed him the D20. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't D20. It was a spin down counter. The big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a big spin down counter for yeah, Magic. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I said, you think I'm kidding? No, 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 no. I got you. I got you. After that, he had to worry about that anymore. I don't tolerate that disrespect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think some of it comes from a place of ignorance. Um, and some of it just comes from like we really, really like we talked about like when we have our game store, we may have a monthly like social interaction mm-hmm. so we can practice this. Mm-hmm. But being in the Navy when I was, you know, I made chief, Oy. and how many how many kids come in the Navy? And you're like, come here, were you homeschooled? Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll have these kids who used to walk down the hallway, and as you walk towards them, they like start looking at the ground and then looking away from you. <laughs> And you're like, hey, good morning. And they're like, mm, mm, mm. like, no, 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 stop. You're a human being. You're going to have to participate with the rest of us. Come here. I mean you well, kid. This will be good for you to learn later. Oh, my gosh. But the nerd community has that same stigma. And there's a reason. Well, I mean, we talk about it all the time with conventions. Because, I mean, that's when you see the, the largest gathering of this group. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can always tell, like, there are some of us in our community that are struggling with social interaction. True. We just either don't understand it or haven't participated enough to really get a hang of it. Um, and I mean, that is what it is. And I think having a space like a game store where you can have somebody like yourself be like, hey, man, come on. Like, this is this is how we interact with society. <laughs> you know, this is normal. Like, this is what you need to do. I, I think part of that really helps out you know, creating that community in the game store. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like having the players who have, you know, been around, who have these perspectives, um, who have experience, not only obviously in social situations, but just in general, I think that goes a long way, especially for either newer people or people who are maybe uncomfortable just being in a group of, of people. Yeah. I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic where everybody was staying at home. So that didn't help any situations. That's for sure. Um, So I think, yeah, ha- just having somebody there to be able to step in and go, hey, hey, just just come here. Let, let's talk real quick. I mean, and when you do it in a way that is, you know, not condescending or anything like that, more of still trying to lift them up in a way. I think it goes a long way. That That's what makes a good store, I think. I agree. I, I totally agree. So what do you think? So you're going you're starting season five. Mm-hmm. What has been your like biggest like wow moment? Podcasting. Hmm. Wow. Um, I think for me, the biggest wow moment in podcasting is the realization that I'm actually doing it. Yeah. That's because, you know, you always talk, you have plans. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And one day it actually hit me. This was this was last year and we're recording and I just stopped. And she looked at me and says, you OK? I said, yeah, 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 I'm good. I said, I just realized I'm a podcaster now. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts for years and now I'm one of them and not just one or two episodes and I'm done. 
We're still going. I was going to say, yeah. We got active listeners. People enjoy what we're doing. And that was probably the one thing is that I felt like I had made, I had actually just checked another box off the list of things I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. yeah YouTuber, yeah. done. Twitch streamer, done. Podcaster, done. Human being, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just shade it in half. There you go. That? Yeah, we'll yeah, half yeah. shade that in. Yeah. I, uh, we, so we've been at this for about a year. Mm. Uh, I don't know. This well, episode twenty. Do you include the planning phase because that was a year in itself? <laughs> <laughs> it took us time to get around to some things, but you had to move up here, and then we had to get together because we we tried. So how do you when you guys record? You guys are different locations, right? At, you, at first we weren't. Okay. At first, first you were together. Yeah. At first we were either going to my place or we're going to hers. Okay. And that was late twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we started, and then when you know when COVID's bitch ass set in oh my god i said what i said fight me um that's when we said okay we got to keep going we got to be innovative and it was it was still a transition it was still a process because she is a single mom okay and so she's got kids and at the time her youngest was very rambunctious very outspoken so she had to record at a time where the rambunctiousness and the outspokenness was in sleepy land yeah 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 Yeah. so and me like i said i'm single I I come up here with just a t-shirt on. We sit there going, you ready to record? Come on, let's go. What you want to talk about? We got things. Um, and then once COVID set in, we start doing via Zoom. Okay, yeah. Which yeah. has been a, a blessing in itself. And we just kept it right there for now until we actually do it in person again. Um, yeah. It's been almost three years. Yeah. For us. Holy cow. December will be three years we started the podcast. We've been doing the podcast. That's creepy. <laughs> Three years, people actually listen to us. Y'all, y'all ain't got lives. <laughs> what are y'all doing? But and that's what. And I've listened to yours too. And you got like you guys do a very organic type podcast as mm-hmm. well. Like and which I really like. That's how kind of our goal. Um, that's what we shoot for. Um, and I like that. Like when I'm when I'm just driving down the road and I throw that on, like I get to be part of a conversation, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And I'm talking to you too. You guys don't respond to me though. But I'm. Like, <laughs> I'm like hell yeah! Like, oh, I yeah. I'll tell Angie we get people that respond. You just can't hear them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I know. I just want to let them know I showed them love. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is, and it's a great conversation. And like the topics that you guys go into again, one of the big reasons that I've really enjoyed listening is there have been points of view that you guys have talked about where I'm just like, yeah, I would have. That would that that wasn't in my wheelhouse before, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but you guys do kind of like the whole nerd spectrum too. Mm-hmm. Like where we're, we kind of stay pretty heavily into the gaming side of it. Um, there's so much more to it yeah, there that is. people don't talk about. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, especially, you know, in any media format, like I think there's one of the big issues is, you know, representation in media anyway, regardless mm-hmm. of which, you know, you're talking comics, movies, TV, music, mm-hmm. all of it um, is so important. And now you guys are kind of like, waving the flag over in this side going yeah us too and this is where it goes yeah and there are other podcasters doing the same thing too yeah i I have uh friends of mine that are doing their thing and and we inspire each other yes yes so that's always a thing because if it's if it's a similar message and we just carry it along the you know like the underground railroad you talked about it now we're going to talk about it now you talk about it now you talk about it and as the conversation gets moved along something else is added to it so the conversation gets bigger. Right. It becomes yeah. more diverse. It becomes more in-depth and more important. Right. Right. 
Yeah, the more people are talking about it, the more that's how you start movements, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you get people to do things. See, um, now I get to put him on the spot for a second. Okay. He put me on the spot. So, <laughs> so you've been listening for a good while. Mm-hmm. Was there a particular episode that resonated with you the most? You ain't got to give me title. But no, I, I'm trying to remember what it was. You guys were talking Batman. Mm. And I think it was an older show, too. Um, and I and, and I think it was Angie that had said something about it. And I'm trying to remember what it was now because I remember hearing her say it. And I was like, I have never looked at Batman in that light. Yeah, I remember that episode. That was a uh, that was season two. OK, that was season two. Yeah. And it just it was just one of those because, I mean, I've analyzed Batman a lot on my own because I like a lot of people <laughs> like hey, Batman's great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's remember that in that second movie, he was beating up the chick that wanted the, the flowers to grow. Mm. You know, <laughs> and, mm. wait, and, and the doctor who wanted to save his dying wife. And mm. you're a trillionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, you could fix a lot of the world's problems not by dressing up as a bat at night. But anyway, however, right, right. So yeah, it was just, it, but it was the way. And I really wish I could remember what the whole conversation was. But I remember it hit me, and I was just like, like. I, I've never looked at it that way. Like mm-hmm. I've never thought of Batman from that perspective. Um, so yeah, I, I think that was one of one of my big ones where I was like, "Oh, oh, this is why I'm listening to his podcast." <laughs> you know, and we enjoy that. We always enjoyed people learning something from us. Yeah, and you carry something away with it, and 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 that's that's the mission. That's the goal with everyone with every podcast. That sense of comfort and, and entertainment, but also learning something. Right. Even if yeah. you already know about the topic, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I've done this. I've done this. You're going to find that little kernel that's uttered. And then you're going to have that aha moment like I did. Like yeah. I always do. Yeah. Right. I get that a lot. Because um, I'm always like, even if something that I know, I'll go back and like, like here's a beginner's guide to it. And I was like, let me read that again. Or mm-hmm. let me hear that again. Because <laughs> what did I miss something? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been told lately that I'm excitable. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the the look on that side eye was oh, that was there was lava still coming a recent, out of that. It's still y'all. a recent cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all ain't see that, yo. I had a shield. I had to shield him over here. I don't know. <laughs> to, to be fair, if anybody's gonna go off the hinges in this group, um, yeah, it's me. <laughs> fair. We've been warned. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but I do the same thing. Like, you know, when I'm consuming media, like I'm going to find something new, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I really, I don't know. That's why I keep looking for new stuff. And, and it's always going to be that constant pursuit. And sometimes when people are looking for something new, they're looking at what's ahead, but not realizing you can go back and discover something. Right. There's so much source material from comics that have been written, movies that have been made. Uh, you can even go to production plays that have been told. Uh, gaming. How many systems were put out that aren't even put out now? Gamma World was one of my main uh, exposures. I played Gamma World when I was in A school in the Navy. Right. Didn't even know what I was doing, <laughs> but we had a blast nonetheless. We'd get out of our class and be like, you playing? Yeah, I'm playing. And then we'd go right into the lounge and we would play. Not a single die was rolled, but we had an absolute blast. Yeah. You kind of got into RPGs that way as well. You yeah. didn't really have the rules. I just left some stuff at the house. Yeah, I had to make up my own game. <laughs> it was great because I couldn't have Dungeons and Dragons books. So I. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Me and my therapist. We already have. Uh, 
<laughs> but no, seriously, we um, he left a bag of dice one time and it was full of stuff. I'm sure he didn't mean to. I took him to school and I was like, all right, I know enough rules to be dangerous. So uh, this is what we're going to do. And like I drew like this hand drawn little map and we had I had stole pieces from another game to use as like little miniatures. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I mean, it was definitely D&D light for sure. Um, but uh, again, how I got away with it at my Christian school, I still don't know. But <laughs> the fact that you smuggled it in, yeah, right, in a Christian school, man, you are a serious spy. Okay? Are you guys playing Dungeons and Dragons? No, this is uh, Jesus and donkeys. Okay, <laughs> good enough. Go ahead. <laughs> Look, he just did a miracle. All right, we're good. We're good. <laughs> okay, Joshua's over by the manger. So what's going to happen? <laughs> and we're going to pray. Okay, roll for prayer. Okay. Now I want to make a one shot based off of the nativity scene. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. I will. I will contribute. I will contribute to that big time. I was okay? gonna say that's that's gonna be our live stream for Christmas this year, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already working on the 3D printed Mandalorian major scene. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's gonna show up somewhere in the house. Oh my gosh! Your purpose? Get to the main job. <laughs> How you get there is totally up to you. Oh, uh, now I'm gonna start oh. writing. That'll be as good as the Goblin game. Oh yeah, I'm sure, absolutely. The Goblin game. So we, I ran. It was actually one of the first campaigns I ever ran. Um, but we did it online with some friends of ours we met on Xbox. Okay. Um, so we are playing on Roll Twenty. We were playing in Ravnica. Uh, ah, gotcha. So we had a a pretty long campaign. It was about a year and a half. We were playing together. Everybody had their characters, but we got to a point where scheduling was almost impossible. Like as happens with Dungeons and Dragons and most other RPGs. So we decided to make an offshoot game that happened in the same timeline, just with different characters. Mm-hmm. Everyone's character had to be a goblin. So and the other rule was your name had to rhyme with goblin. So we had like oh Soblin, gosh. we had Jocelyn, we had Loblin, like this whole like slew of goblins. And they were you part. I know the names are going in my head right about oh, now. Oh, oh, oh that, we went through yeah, them all. 100%. Trust me. It might now try and come up with piece like NPC names that are that weren't taken already so that you could have because they were all part of the East Side Goblins. It was there was like a social society. I in love America. this. I yeah. love this. It, it was all based <laughs> off. Of, my character was a goblin in his game and he was part of the is it guild mm. right so he was a scientist well he gave me a um an assistant and i was like what's his name boblin yeah. boblin moved from getting me coffee to special operations rescue missions like yeah. in the course <laughs> we would just keep what sending boblin on stuff where, where, man, but, where, where is this promotion system yeah, at i but, need this by the time we started the goblin game Boblin was like the leader of the East Side Goblins. So he was sending the party out on all these like specialized missions that would tie back into the main game. Oh my gosh. And so this is like, literally, his name is like the Godfather in, in the Mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were Boblin running. Boblin wants you. I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because we, we were running like War of the Spark story, basically. Okay. Yeah. So um, this whole time there was like this subgroup of goblins like doing secret <laughs> missions and all kinds of stuff and the entire Eastside Goblin they were all goblins except one there was a furbog his name was Jeff he was an honorary member who wore goblin ears at every meeting unbelievable so we talked about taking this game and like setting it up to run at a con somewhere oh my gosh yes right? you just have like a list like every character sheet's the name right <laughs> boblin soblin cloblin like they just come in Pick their character, and if anybody gets to pick Jeff, they get to wear the ears for the whole time. It'll be great. 
But yeah, I like this. Yeah. I really like this. Bravo to your your estranged creativity. <laughs> Bravo. See, this is what happens when you sit around tables long enough. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your um going into season five? Are you guys doing anything different, or are we? We are looking to get more. We're actually going to invite more people on. Okay. We're gonna have more guests on. Um, again, it's always going to be a scheduling conflict. Yeah. Because now with me, I'm actually going to be doing more events because I'm affiliated with a group called the Audacious Black Femme. And what we do is we do, we boost events around, okay. mostly around the East Coast. So we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm going to be busy. It's like every Friday, I'm going to, just about every Friday, I'm going to be somewhere. Uh, but we've got, uh, we got a mini con that we're putting on and, um, wow, it's, it's Potomac Farms. Okay. On the 20th, I will be, because Audacious Black Film is a small group, we're also, I'm running media, myself and uh, Nick's from Do You Speak Geek. If you ever get a chance to chat with him, yeah, that's the man I definitely recommend chat with him. Do you speak geek.com. Awesome, awesome dude. Um, so I'll be running media for a, a Wakanda ball. So I'm going to be dressed to the oh, nines. Cool. Nice. I'm going to be dressed to the nines. So, uh, what we want to do is we want to learn. We want to continue to add more to the podcast, still keeping the same formula that we've had, right? Because right. it works, and I don't want. And we're both in agreement that you know we don't want to change what what works. We just want to be able to expand more and do more, yeah. And talk to more people and get more perspectives. So you got is the group the is it like a cosplay group or is it? It's a more of a, a booster group. Okay. So if there's a smaller convention and we come in, we actually will splash their event all over social media we'll come there we'll hype it up we'll help invite vendors uh nicks and myself will do media we'll do coverage okay we'll do interviews and things like that so trying to get these smaller events on the map more yeah. so yeah cool. so you never know because another voice in the wilderness it makes it that much louder to hear right right so and, and we're just starting out but it's it's been going really really well so far we've had more people wanting to work with us good so that's been that's been wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. We've had a couple of people that have reached out to us, like, "Hey, I heard your podcast, and I would like to come talk to you about our game or something like that." When you get that, like, the response back, like, because you put this out into the mm-hmm. world, and somebody else echoes it back and goes, "Yes, we like what you're doing." <laughs> like, oh shit, somebody was listening. <laughs> you saw me. You really saw right, exactly. me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to um, have yogurt now. <laughs> Awesome. Hey, man, I really appreciate you coming by. I appreciate you sitting and like BSing with us for a while. Like This is the kind of episode that we love to do every now and then where we get somebody else in to tell yeah. us what we're missing, to talk to us about what else is out there and stuff. If people are looking for you, where can they find... Where can they find... Let's start with the podcast. Okay. So, Blurred Corn Speaks. Blurred Corn Speaks. We're on Apple. We're on Google, Spotify, all of that. Okay. So, that's the dream come true. We actually got a podcast that's across Earth. Right. Right. Uh, and that's where you can find us. You okay. Know, if anyone wants have, if anyone wants to reach out to us, maybe someone wants to be a guest on the podcast. We're more than welcome to bring people on. Fantastic. And what about for you? If somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the uh, best way to do that's it? That's a list. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Doggone it. Well, um, you've been at this for a while. It happens. Unfortunately, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I am on Instagram and Twitter under Navy Montel. Okay. That's been my my main name for years. Uh, I'm on YouTube and on Twitch under Rogue Catnip. Got I'm it, that yep. Rogue Catnip. Yeah, <laughs> come on, baby. I'll make you feel better. <laughs> I got that nickname in the Navy. That's another story. I was getting ready so. to say, that feels like a sea story. <laughs> it, it, mm, me, it, no comment. Uh, and I am 
times. One more. I swear I always forget the last one. Um, and I'm also part of the now re- new uh, podcast, the Color Commentary Wrestling Podcast. Okay, yeah, you were telling me about that yes. one. Yeah. So it's myself, Nick's from Do You Speak Geek. We have uh, uh, Lucia, uh, Nick's wife, Static Jones, and um, Slim Jones. All of us, we're all wrestling pa- uh, We're all wrestling fans of color. Okay, yeah, yeah. And we talk about POC perspective on pro wrestling and things like that. So we're about to shoot our, actually going to record our third episode here real soon. Nice, nice. And it's been a blast to be able to talk pro wrestling because I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't help it. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, please feel free by all means. And definitely my YouTube, I my one video that I just did, it's over 8,000 views. Was this the Wakanda one? Yes. The reaction? I saw it. Yeah. I was one. I got a view in there. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. So I've sent you, I'm, I'm talking to you. So thank you so much for that. And I didn't expect it to take off like it did. But yeah. People want honest reactions. They don't want things that are on performance. It, you know, I can sit there and do TikToks all day long. But that means nothing to me. Right. So, That's yeah. what makes this good. <laughs> I'm with you. Awesome. Hey, man, thanks for coming by. Guys, stick around. We are going to pull up a Know Your Character segment. So we're going to give you one more option for an NPC in your game. Uh, Montel, thanks again for coming in. And I appreciate it. You guys stick around. Next up on the Dapper Maple, know your character. So this is probably one of the favorite things that I get to do in this podcast when we have a guest on. And for the most part, it's worked out because all of our guests have had a tie into the TTRPG community and have played characters and have something to bring to the table for Mm -hmm. this. Um, And what we do is we're going to talk about one of your favorite characters or your first character or whatever you've brought us. Kind of get a sense what you intended for the character. And then we'll talk about how it may fit into another game. Okay. Um, my character, his name is, his name is J.E. McAllister. And what's funny is when I, the very first campaign that I played him in, someone asked me, why did you name him J.E.? I I said, J.E. I said, well, it's simple. One of my favorite Western writers is, uh, William W. Johnstone. Okay. He created two series that I fell in love with. The first Mountain Man and Smoke Jensen, The Last Mountain Man. And just reading up on all of these cantankerous old coots who were in the mountains that nobody messed with them, nobody effed with them. They were just straight up badasses. They just want to be left alone. So we talk about one of the most well-known uh, uh, preacher, ironically, he yeah. called him preacher. Yeah. And, and the one that he helped raise uh, was known as Kirby or Smoke Jensen, who became in the books the fastest gun around. Okay. Hmm. So I named it that because I was like, I like that name. And I wanted to pick a character that was of color. I didn't want a drow. Right. I didn't want a drow elf. Let's face it. Everyone, you see, you say, oh, the character needs to be dark. It's got to be a drow. No. Drizzt is my boy. Now and forever, always. We're going to let him do his thing. Him and Guinevar can be fine. Go do whatever they got to do. Right. <laughs> Leave Wolfcar and Caddy Bree where they need to be. Okay. And Brunor, well, he, Brunor. Um... So I wanted to pick a character that was of color and still elven. So I picked a half elf. Okay. 
you know, from an elf and from a black woman. Okay, got it. And yeah. he is, when he found out his lineage, he wasn't sure which direction he wanted to go because he was raised by his human mother. Okay, yeah, yeah. And anytime he was exposed to anywhere around, he always wore a bandana around his head, which covered the, the points of his ears. And one day he asked his mother where his ears came from and he never really knew his lineage. Right. So he asked her and when he found out, he said, so do you know my father? And she said, yeah, I know your dad. <laughs> Did she say it like that? Yeah. Cause <laughs> she's like, yeah, I know your dad. Mm -hmm. Do I ever get to meet him? Um, if you want to, he lives in town. Come to find out that his father was nobility in the town. Got it. And he lived, it's like, you, you have the rich side of town and you have J.E. side of town. <laughs> right, and right. It's yeah. like eight miles, you got a dirt road right between the two of them. So you crossed over, you know where you're at. So he was introduced to him and di he didn't even know he had a child. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I'm an elf, you know, I do and I flitter about and do as I wish because I am an elf and I lie to you unless the truth can hurt you more. So he found out about his lineage and he saw something in J.E. And he said, I will take him off of your hands and, and I will raise him. She said, as long as I get to see him, no problem. Right, right. That didn't work out like that. At I was going to say that didn't feel like that didn't work out like that at all. So his father took him in and he raised him to be this magnificent of nobility, dark skin, pointed ears. He was he was a star attraction. You know? Oh, yeah. And he was raised to be better than most. And from a, from the little kid's perspective, and we see him now, he's in a, he's he's a young adult by aging standards for elves. Right. But he still has. A lot of human features. But he always wonders why he's up here and he can't be back down there anymore. And his father tried to tell him, no, we don't we don't uh, associate with them. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't deal with those. Lowers. Like, but my mom is human. Right. I know. I know. But that was a that was a mishap one night. And I don't. It, and Jay said, really? OK, so how about this? How about I don't want crap to do with you and I'm going to go help them. So he departed from that house and he stayed on the other side of the tracks. He lived amongst everyone else. He had his own money stashed away. He used the money to feed and clothe and do everything for everybody else. And his father's like, you come back. And he's like, uh -uh. nah, fam, you did your part. Now I'm going to do mine. So when his mom died, he, his mother's last wish was, I want you to serve the people well. And I want you to defend them. So he went into studying to become a paladin. And he wanted to. And because he was half elf, he really didn't know where to go. Sure. Yeah. So he found a human paladin that was a part of the city guard. And he said, I, I want to be a paladin, but I'm not sure how I can go about it. And, you know, and the voice of the, of the paladin that raised, that trained him, <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, um, Decker Kane from Diablo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what we'll do is we shall take you amongst us, but remember you do what I say and question nothing. Your faith in me will show if you are worthy to carry the mantle. He says, yes, sir. No, you call me, sir. Always. Yes, sir. 
He raised him. He trained him. He became one of the best. Cause he and and of course, um, ironically, the man that trained him's name is Morden. Okay. So if you know anything, yeah, you see the face, you understand. So it was ironic because I came up with this whole thing and said, I want to just throw stuff in yeah, yeah, when yeah. it comes to his yeah. lore. And and someone said, wait a minute, isn't Moradin the god of the... I said, yeah. 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 But isn't he a... Ha- yeah, he is. So you're saying that Moradin found him worthy. He found him worthy, not because he was an elf or half elf because he wanted to do, he had a heart purer than most. Yeah. So he took on a human form and Jay didn't even know about the lore of the dwarves and Morden or anything. So as far as he was concerned, here's, here's a human paladin teaching him how to be who he is. Right. Right. Thus becoming a paladin of Morden without even realizing it. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you as somebody who is a traditional dwarf player, like I can't tell you much. I just love that anyway. <laughs> Um, so what system would, did you develop him in or what is he playing in now? Is um, that... it's, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, five. So he's five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, setting. <laughs> or what setting did he start in? Oh, you're going to love this. I'm going to give you a name. Okay. And when I tell you the name, you'll know the setting. Strat von Zadovich. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We took him to Ravenloft. I was going to say for those for those of you that are not sure, that's that's Ravenloft. <laughs> We're all good paladins get their start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that one setting in D anD D where it's cut off from everybody else. It's just this own little bubble of horror. Yes. Yeah. But it worked out so well because when we came up with it in the group that I was playing with, until you know scheduling conflicts and people yep. gone away. So Je has become my my marquee figure. Of grace and dignity and and humbleness and respect, but also willing to help out those below him. And when you hear him speak, he sometimes comes across a bit haughty. Right. Until you get to know him and realize he's got a good heart. <laughs> he's just shit at speaking to yeah. people. <laughs> he just sounds like he's going to be an ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be an asshole. No, I don't. What is an asshole? I don't know what you speak of. <laughs> I have a hoopy hole. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, so what's he good at? Like, it, how did you do his stats? Um, I actually got his stats more for strength and charisma. Okay, so pretty. He's a strong guy, but he can talk to anyone. Right. He can have right. a conversation with anybody. It may start off a little rough. Yeah. But he's getting to know you. And as he gets to know you, he can actually talk to you and get to know anything about you. Right. And he's beast in a fight. Okay. Yeah. So it's a. It's kind of what it's kind of an optimized paladin build. Exactly. Got exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's his weapon of choice? <laughs> Me weapons. Okay, I'm good with that too. He wields he dual wields two silvered enchanted war hammers, which makes perfect sense being a paladin of Morden mm-hmm. and also being in Ravenloft. Mm-hmm. So his main pre- his main weapon is called Preacher. Okay, and his other weapon is Smoke Jensen. Nice. So, so like, let's go. He clangs them together. You go, get her done, clang. I love it. I love it. And you said, so So he's a half-elf. So I'm picturing it as a half-elf with probably much darker skin than what we normally imagine. Mm-hmm. Right? But lighter than a drow. Right, right. Yeah. Drow, it's not yes. the black charcoal no, no. grays of, like, the Underdark. Right. Right. Got it. So, I mean, really traditional kind of African-American skin tone is mm-hmm. what we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with blue eyes. Fantastic. How tall is he? Like, what if we met him in person? What is, what does he come off as? He's saying six nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This there's no way this guy's wandering around Ravenloft not making names for himself, right? <laughs> Precisely. I love it. I love it. Um, does he have any like? Is there any proficiencies or any like? Uh, mm, he is proficient at negotiation, right? And diplomacy. Um, he is. <laughs> He's really good at music. He loves music. Fantastic. So he is a musician. You know, mm-hmm. he plays the lyre. So he has a small lyre that he keeps with him. Awesome. You know, I always like to think of it as like a little, uh, uh, like a mandolin or a banjo. You know, ding, 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 right, ding, right. Ding, ding. And he'll put it in his bag. And like, I feel better now. You won't die. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song? It was called "I'm Not Going to Kill You Today." <laughs> you get a pass. Pretty much. I love it. I love it. Um. So coming out of Ravenloft, um, I'm sure that I could kind of see this being a like local hero type mm-hmm. that a party runs into um, or with the kind of, you know, the I think he would have the ability to present at court. Yeah, I think he would. You know, he's he's pretty, I'm for the lack of a better word, he he's pretty adaptable. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it sounds like. Like it could be the, you know, you either... The party either comes into the town and sees him in the middle just like laying waste to something that shouldn't be there, uh, you know, or he becomes the, yeah, I'll speak for you. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. We need a group of adventurers because the town hasn't burned completely down. <laughs> what are you guys up to? I, I can see it going either way, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you want a hero? Hmm. We'll have to see about that. Do you have food? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, do you picture him more... As being part of a community or more like on the outskirts of like multiple communities? Outskirts. Okay. Yeah, that's I I picture it with the way you describe like the inspirations for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Not quite as that old man up on the hill that never comes down, but definitely the more like overwatching hermit type. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, the one that protects the fringes of, you know, the civilized area kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that, uh, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, I, I could picture the party, um, either, you know, stumbling into something over their head, which happens to every party. Um, and then having this, this character be there to bail them out or hearing about this character's exploits, you know, like towns away from where they would ever meet him. Um, and, you know, he is just known as, you know, that person, whenever the town is in trouble, he's just there. Yeah. yeah Nobody yeah. really knows where he lives. Nobody knows what he does. You know, maybe the ladies of the town like leave out food and stuff, you know, and it just disappears <laughs> as he comes by. And, like you know, Santa Claus of the of the realm. Right? Yeah, one right? hundred percent. You know the you know the stories that are told of the sound of his war hammers clanging together. You know, it sounds as pure as silver. You know, all those kind of things that the party picks up as they're just kind of you know working through the countryside doing adventurous things mm-hmm. um until one day they run into this person you know the stories all say that he's eight feet tall as you know <laughs> as, yeah as, oh yeah. yeah as big as a stone giant you know the, stuff like that and then they come across this figure by the time they meet him he's larger than life mm-hmm. um and they come across this this older person that 
at first sight may not look as intimidating as all the stories, but the first battle they see him in, they see him just, yeah, they 100% see that everything is true and hasn't been exaggerated. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Um, Wow, different settings. Forgotten Realms would be easy to put him in. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Realms yeah. would be easy. Um, My dream would be for him to meet Drizzt in his journeys. I think that would be a, that would be an interesting conversation. Because I, I feel like they share a lot of the same space. Indeed. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of the same experiences because being a dark-skinned half-elf and him being a drow, they would definitely be able to understand the, you know, the... Um, um, being outcast and right the, the prejudices that go along with being this, the outside of society you, know, you don't look like me so i shouldn't regard you as anything more than i'm half elf i'll bust you in your face right yeah um eberron Ooh. i think there's potential there maybe with a little bit of tweaking um because of the way the god situation is in eberron yeah. but mm-hmm. i mean i still i think in almost every setting there's always room for that fringe character the one yeah. that is is on the edges of the the wilderness of society the yeah. the one who protects like the the civilized part of the world from the things that are less so right um, like i could definitely see him like up north like around the moorholds kind of like but on the surface yeah, yeah. right yeah or okay. definitely in sharn because everybody fits into sharn oh yeah uh, yeah i uh, uh, i mean i i kind of picture him I think he would be a good fit for Drome too. I was going to say where, where we were the campaign that he just started with us, mm-hmm. um, where it's it's all the nations of like the monster races have created their own like nation now. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah, it was a na- three hags started a nation and like called everybody in, and the towns are ogres, you know, goblins, uh, uh, Medusa, kobolds. Yeah. Like it's yeah, wow. yeah. It's a really I, I would think. Maybe on that border right there with Breland and Drone. Yeah, I, I picture him being like originally he would be there as a precaution to like make sure they're not up to something. Right. You know, um, because I mean, in Eberron, you don't have the like, you know, goblins are evil because they're goblins. It's more actions that matter. Like a paragon of sorts. Yeah. yeah. And I, I could see his storyline starting with him being there, like making sure that they're not, you know, planning to attack the other nations. And at the same time, discovering that they're not so much different from the prejudices and things that he's had to face. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that would make a wonderful story um, in how like kind of easing people into those relationships, those negotiations between the, the different groups of people. I like I like yeah. I yeah. definitely I like see it. that. I, I like definitely it. see that. I like it. I love the character. I, I like the background. Um, I love the idea of somebody that can make things better, um, you know, either by by negotiation or by force if necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fantastic. So, hey, guys, uh, J.E. McAllister, your paladin at large. <laughs> um, if you need somebody to brighten up a campaign or uh, to help talk the group into, you know, a subtle negotiation, this may be your guy. Thanks, everyone, for sticking around and listening to our show. If you enjoyed it, let me ask you a favor. Follow us and leave us a like wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us out. And if you have anything to say back to us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for The Dapper Meeple. On Twitter, our handle is at The Dapper Meeple or email us at dappermeeplegaming at gmail.com. 
And as always, we'll save you a seat at the table.